This is the end. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams, and believe it or not, I am joined by all of our three pastoral staff. Well, three of our pastoral staff. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> They're all here, Pastor Trevor. Pastor Brandon and Pastor Renee. So this is a rare treat to have so many on the podcast. I'm glad to have you all here. Um, We have wrapped up our Revelation series, and I think that we have all enjoyed uh, learning and exploring a book that a lot of people are afraid of, that a lot of people find confusing, and that a lot of people, quite frankly, wonder why it's in the Bible in the first place. (laughs) So, Pastor Trevor, you shared that there's a blessing in Revelation. Yeah, that's one of the takeaways that I am taking from this sermon series, Mm -hmm. is just seeing how the book starts and how the book ends, and I like that it ends with blessing. And so instead of coming to the book with fear and trepidation, Mm -hmm. saying, let's open this book, let's see what it has to say, knowing that there's a promise of blessing for us in it, because it starts in the first chapter with blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near. And then if you go all the way to the last chapter, when we flip to the end of the book, it also ends on chapter 22, verse seven. It says, blessed is the one who keeps the words of this prophecy, who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. And so I find it's just the promise of blessing is encouraging, even though we don't understand everything that we're reading, Mm -hmm. to say that we're opening ourselves up to it and what we do understand, we put it into practice and that there's a, ultimately is a great blessing for us all in that. Yeah. Pastor Brandon, did anything stand out to you? (laughs) Just one thing maybe you could share. (laughs) I'm sure a couple of things. I think um, more than anything else, I see Revelation as a book of hope and as Mm -hmm. a book of encouragement. So like Pastor Trevor says, we, we know the end of the story. Mm-hmm. We know that you know, whatever happens in the meantime, whatever happens in the world now, whatever we experience, whatever we go through, we know that ultimately God wins, Jesus is king, and you know, all of this other stuff, all of this other darkness and, and evil, it's, it's doomed. So Jesus died mm-hmm. on the cross, like sin was defeated, evil was defeated. It's still... Uh, still coming after us yeah but the defeat is assured and then the day is going to come where that evil is going to be wiped away mm-hmm. forever so i think we get we get bogged down in the more fearful aspects mm-hmm. of the book of revelation but we miss the bigger picture yeah which is that we can be strong and courageous in the face of whatever tribulations we're facing mm-hmm. knowing that Jesus wins in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Renee, was there something that that you learned new or that stood out or spoke to you most? Yeah, I think um, coming into Revelation, especially as a as a left behind girl, yeah. like uh, brought up in the left behind time <laughs> slot, everything about Revelation was so fearful that I didn't want to really engage it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so not trying to not be trying to look at this book with different eyes. Yeah. So instead of looking at, um, because because maybe I'm like a half, half full glass kind of person, mm-hmm. and so I just see all the hardship. I see the bowls. I see the death. I see destruction, and I say, okay, I'm out. I don't want to. Um, I don't know what to do with this, and so I I don't want to engage at all. And so to say, 
okay, Lord, <laughs> like open my eyes to what you want me to see in this, in this book. Um, and the importance of, uh, being ready. I, I think in the end, the, the, what struck me the most was when I am, my readiness can impact other people's readiness. Like, oh. I don't want anyone to suffer. Yeah. I have people in my life who don't know Jesus mm-hmm. and, um, I am assured, like Brandon said, like I feel an assurance. I feel hope filled for my future. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel that hope filled for everyone. And so how can I be a person who is impacting people for Jesus so that they can also experience both life transformation here right now, but then also the hopeful future that we, mm-hmm. that we were talking about, that Pastor Trevor talked about last week and with the themes of glory. And so how, how can I be part of that? Um, so I, I can't be afraid of, of Revelation. I, I want to be both hope filled and then also like energized to do something about that. I want people to know who Jesus is, what he can do for them, both here, not just for a resting place in heaven, but also for like life transformation now yeah. on earth and how that can change their life. It can change everything about their life right now too. Um, and so I think that was, for me, that has been a really huge piece. The, um, so the, the, I think the, what else also helped me was looking at the fact that actually there's lots of other books in the Bible that talk about end times and for some yes. reason I had all of the, I, it, I had looped everything into Revelation and thought, well, that's scary. It's the end of the book. Like it's the end of the Bible and everything else, you know. Well, and it's strange. It, it can it's, be strange. It can but be very like strange. You, Matthew yeah. 24 talks quite a bit about the end of times and, and Jesus is saying it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like this. And so like when we look at the Bible in its totality, there's all, a lot of other conversation about the end of the world and what mm. it's going to be like. And, and so not just trying to lump it all into Revelation, actually be a little bit more big pictured about it and say, there's all sorts of conversation all through the Bible, lots in the prophets too, about the end times. And so trying to fit all those pieces uh, together, I think has been really a helpful lesson. Not that I've put all them together and fully get it. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't just say, it's, oh, well, it's all at the end of the book and all the end of the Bible and that's it, right? Um, it's all over the place too. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, just listening to Renee makes me think like that is like so true that it's not, this isn't the first time we've read some of this stuff in no. the Bible. So we come to the book of the Revelation. I think this is all new. I think it's very valuable, the Revelation, to kind of give us a glimpse into the future of what we can anticipate. But Jesus taught it. The apostles taught it. We need to be prepared for trouble mm-hmm. and prepared for difficulty and to also have this concept in our mind that our the present troubles will be far outweighed by the future glory mm. and so that we need to endure and even in that book of the bible of romans where it talks about our present sufferings will be outweighed by future glory at the end of that passage in romans chapter 8 it talks about you know what shall separate us from the love of christ shall mm. trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword all those are the kinds of things implied that will happen through the teaching of the book of Revelation, but already prior to the book of Revelation, reading that when we read in Romans, it says, you know, nothing will separate us from the love of God. Nothing in the present, nor the future, nor any powers. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so we can take great courage from that, that we can be forewarned of what will happen. We can be prepared for it. Uh, But we've already made the decision to follow Jesus. For those of us who have decided to Mm -hmm. follow Jesus, and we just need to persevere in that and endure no matter what comes and know that, that the end will be worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good thought. Um, the book of Revelation, I, when I was reading it, 
there's a lot of violence in it. And I often wonder, <laughs> Brandon um, answered part of the question of how, how do we understand, how do we understand that? It seems, sometimes the violence seems out of character with what we know about Jesus. Mm. And I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I think um, Jesus, Jesus shows us who God is. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus came to earth, second person of the Trinity, he is God in human skin. Mm-hmm. He shows us the character of God. He shows us, you know, when we want to know, like, what is God like? We look at Jesus. So when we read the book of Revelation, especially right there at the beginning, it says, this is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That is the lens that we have to read the whole book of Revelation through. It's the lens we have to read the whole book like the whole Bible through is mm-hmm. the scholars and theologians, they call it the, a Christocentric lens. Jesus has to be at the center. So when we see the violence in Revelation in particular, we have to ask ourselves, like, how does this line up with what we know about Jesus? So, you know, there's passages like Jesus with the sword in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He's got a sword, but it's in his mouth. There's the two witnesses breathing fire. Like, I don't... Jesus, to me, doesn't walk... Like, he doesn't walk around breathing fire at people (laughs) like a dragon (laughs) um and even later on jesus shows up you know for the final battle and he's covered in blood but he's covered in blood before the battle even starts Mm. and so the whole the whole point is jesus wins this victory over evil but how does he do it Mm -hmm. he does it by dying and so that's kind of the, that's the framework that we need to understand the whole book of Revelation through. And um, I guess when we read the book of Revelation, if we're seeing like a vindictive, uh, you know, retributive, uh, a God that's enjoying just mm-hmm. wiping people out, mm-hmm. that doesn't line up with what right. Jesus shows us. No, that's a that's a about false God. narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as strange and confusing as some of this stuff is and it doesn't it doesn't answer the question especially going through the whole rest of the bible like right. we still have to grapple with the violence that's there mm-hmm. so jesus doesn't doesn't necessarily provide like the answer so that it doesn't make us uncomfortable anymore mm-hmm. but at least gives us a starting point to ask the question you know and if mm-hmm. we, we come across a violent passage in revelation or anywhere else then our first question needs to be how does how do I understand this in light of who Jesus is and what Jesus did and what Jesus did was die on the cross mm-hmm. for his mm-hmm. enemies instead of killing them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very good. Thank you. It's, it is fascinating in the book of Revelation because you see this conflict between good and evil and you yeah. say, what's my role to play in this? Yeah. You know, so let's say there is a dragon here, the devil in, incarnate um, mm-hmm. that's visible or the devil and his followers, you know, to win the war, help Jesus win the war, do I go out and shoot the, the demon or try to kill the demon? You know, yeah. do I resort to violence to help yeah. Jesus win the war? But when you see the wars unfolding through the book of Revelation, the conflict, um, it's just Jesus wins the war. Like the war is ready to start, and then all of a sudden it's over. And it's not like you or I need to engage in a physical battle, a violent battle. We're called to endure. We're called to be faithful. Mm-hmm. We're called to follow Jesus. And I think we need to live the character of love and, and in sharing the good news. Like I think it's so fascinating in Revelation to see that the war is finite. It, does, it comes to an end. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to go on forever. 
But while the war is ready to happen, there's this angel flying overhead with the eternal gospel. So this good news, which is forever, a good news that as we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we can be forgiven of our sins and we have eternal life. And so the war is, is a finite thing and we don't even have to pick up sword, pick up a gun to help hasten the end of this, you know, troubling circumstances that are going to unfold in the last days. We just need to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about the, um, the faith, not only the faithful witness, but this, this notion of um, enduring suffering, um, which I am programmed to not want to do. Well, I think we well, all yeah. so, don't want to suffer. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I think culturally, like in North America, um, as compared to other countries and other places in the world that literally are, live in suffering because of war or oppression or political, you know, evil, um, they, uh, they, I think, have a one-up on us in terms of understanding what it means to endure through suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have had hard things in my life and, yeah. and, and certainly, you know, we all have, but I don't know that. So, so part of, I think, uh, what stops people in revelation too, is this idea that we have to endure suffering and we don't know, we don't know what to do with that because we don't want to have hard things like in, in no, really. <laughs> and so what does it mean for me to understand enduring suffering, um, versus someone in another country who lives in the midst of war and literally has different like that kind of physical suffering or or has had loss or death or whatever um so what does it mean to be faithful to the end um in in that suffering and and um trevor was relaying a story to me just about a person who wants to be faithful to the end in the midst of suffering that they are experiencing right now um and that we would pray that they could be faithful Mm -hmm. and so there's something that really struck me about that yesterday when we were talking that we that uh, I'm not facing suffering by myself and trying to endure on my own. First of all, the Lord is the only one that can give me strength to endure suffering, but also how we can help one another endure suffering mm-hmm. and um, not just try to... There's something about not just trying to fix everything to make it easier <laughs> or better, which let's be honest, I want to do, but that the lessons that we can learn as we endure hard things, mm-hmm. um, that can really become a blessing for us later. Um, I don't want to have to have my people endure, endure suffering. Like no. my, like, you know, you don't want that, but also it's just the reality of, of life. And so how can we faithfully pray for one another um, that we would be faithful to the end, that we'd be faithful witnesses? Um, yeah, that story was just stirring with me after Trevor shared that yesterday. And I just thought, how can we um, be encouraging one another, our church family, but even just as individuals, as friends, people in life group, um, to not give up, to not just tap out because things are hard or mm. um, suffering is difficult, but that we have to keep that hope piece um, in, in our minds in order to, uh, yeah, in order to press on. Mm-hmm. Trevor, part of what you spoke about, I have, I've always found this one very <laughs> interesting. You spoke about the mark of the beast. Yeah. I thought was very brave of you to take that <laughs> topic because I think that is one that, mm. well, and I, I would be similar to Renee and, you know, growing up with the thought that, oh, you're, you know, that is something to be feared. That is something Mm -hmm. to be feared. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's your cell phone. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Go on. (laughs) Our concern, our concern to be marked, marked people. Yeah. 
And uh, it's, it's something for us to continue to think about and reflect on. But I'd like to take, if I can, with God's help, some of the fear out of that. Please do. That, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'd like to say I already am marked. Mm-hmm. And in the, in, the, in the book of Revelation, <laughs> it talks about those who are marked with the name of Jesus mm-hmm. on their foreheads or on their hands. And then you kind of have the dragon or the devil wanting to copycat. And so he wants his followers to be marked too. And he wants his name on their heads and on their hands because he wants to get a bigger following than God. He's in this competition for glory. Mm-hmm. Um, but the New Testament talks about believers being sealed by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so when we invite Jesus into our lives, we have the Holy Spirit who claims us as his own. Yeah. He's got his name. It's maybe an invisible mark, but we're, we're sealed. We are branded by him. It's like you buy a shirt and you say, who does it, where does the shirt come from? Or who does mm-hmm. it belong to? Sometimes there's a label that tells you about a lot about that. And we'll call it branding or it's 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 the mark a yeah. trademark um but as christians we belong to christ and i think sometimes the more worrying thing worrisome thing is the pressure that as we get closer to the end and there's this global economy and it's directed by demonic powers or by the devil mm-hmm. and that christians will be excluded from that trying to think of the repercussions if i can't buy groceries if i can't engage in the economy in a normal fashion conducting business to make money what in the world am i going to do without food and without money Mm -hmm. but come at that from the point of view of christian you know my i don't my my hope is not in money Hmm. and my hope is not in in food and my hope is not in a government allowing me to do certain things or not to do certain things my hope is in the lord and if the Lord was able to supply food for the Israelites in a desert, mm-hmm. if he was able to provide food uh, for um, Elijah or, mm-hmm. by the river mm-hmm. with a raven, um, he could do that for you and he could do that for I, even if we say, no, we're not, we, you know, we need to persevere and not take the mark of the beast because we're already given our lives to Christ somewhere mm-hmm. else. And so I think when that happens, it won't happen secretly. We'll be, we'll be choosing sides. And since we've already decided to follow Jesus, we would be choosing to give up our allegiance to Christ for food or for money. Mm-hmm. And right now, thankfully, when we're not in a suffering time, I say, will you trade your faith for finances? Or will you <laughs> trade your faith for food? You would probably say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you say, well, think that through. Well, it could lead to death. What's, what happens for a Christian when they die? So even that, the sting of death is already removed for us. So I may not be able to fully answer that. And what I shared on Sunday maybe won't answer everyone's questions, but help help people can feel less stressed saying the decisions that I've already made today as a Christian can carry me right through to the end. And I don't need to to take the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. I don't need to have, I'm not going to change sides. Yeah. Mm And we can change sides. Like, so you said like a t-shirt tag. Is it like a t-shirt tag or is it like a <laughs> cattle brand that is there permanently? Yeah. That's, there's, there's, that's my question, you know. Yeah. Is it a visible mark or an invisible mark? No, right. no. I or, mean like, uh, can it be cut out? Like you can cut a t-shirt tag out and then you don't know where the shirt's from. But if you're yeah. like a cattle I brand, I personally don't think it's uh, something you would cut out or on. It's it's an allegiance Yeah. Thing. And so I don't think it's necessarily a visible marking. Oh, I'm, I'm meaning more permanent versus permanent, yeah. not permanent. Yeah. No, I think it could be a person could change yeah. sides that you need to persevere in your faith till the mm-hmm. end. Yep. And you could give up your faith for food or finances if you choose to, but you would lose more than you gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have something to add, Pastor Brandon? Yeah. I just wanted to say Trevor used the word allegiance there a couple of times. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the key word here. 
so in the book of Revelation, like that mark of the beast, it's people intentionally choosing mm -hmm. to align themselves with the beast. So right. in that first century context, like the symbol John, John the writer of Revelation is using his people, you know, intentionally taking this mark, whatever it is that allows them to participate in their economic system. Mm -hmm. So it's not an accidental thing. It's not, you know, people aren't being like dragged into a back alley and stamped with a mark and now they're suddenly doomed forever yeah. <laughs> it's not people going and getting you know i mentioned a couple weeks ago in our bible study it's not people going and getting a sin number or you know or whatever else like, or driver's license or, or whatever passport. whatever else it is yeah. it's like faithful people have all of those things mm -hmm. it's not a matter of you know this is going to be like foisted upon us the mark of the beast is something that we intentionally choose or not to choose and it's a it's a matter of who we align ourselves with do mm -hmm. we align ourselves with jesus or do we align ourselves with you know evil systems or whatever else it might be it's it, loyalty is the mm -hmm. is the key there so and we, and we it won't be convoluted is that no. what, is that what you're getting at it won't be like oh Tricky whoopsie i accidentally right. got the mark e of the beast exactly right. yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> And I just think like sometimes we think, well, this is in the future, but you can you can choose your side now. Like, yeah, you know, and that's what I feel for me. I already decided years ago, you know, I'm with Jesus. And so yeah. I think he's sealed me with his Holy Spirit. And I just have to be faithful. And mm -hmm. no matter what. But, yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, um, I think we're about to wrap up. We're coming to a close. So if you have any closing thoughts or um, the last question we discussed on Sunday was, how does the book of Revelation help us to be better followers of Jesus? So I don't know if you've got anything to add for that. Uh, just from my perspective, I think that the child, the idea of being forewarned is to be forearmed. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the great value. We read through the book of Revelation and the blessing is there to say we have a little idea of what's ahead. It could get harder mm -hmm. before it gets better. But knowing that will help us to persevere. If you're going mm -hmm. through a difficult trial if you know there's an end to it yeah. it's easier to endure yeah and so having this opportunity to read the end of the, end of the story um, it just helps us be better prepared to stick at it if we have to suffer for a number of years or for a significant amount of time to know this is not forever let's encourage one another daily so that we can get through it mm -hmm. that's good do you all right thank you um very much. Do you have something to add to? Yeah. yeah, just one one little thing. A thread that runs throughout all of Revelation mm -hmm. as well is repentance. Mm. So that's something to keep in mind as well. So even as we read the book of Revelation as as Christians, like mm -hmm. we don't write people off. Mm -hmm. yeah. So even you know all of those difficult things in Revelation that you know the pain and the suffering, mm -hmm. all of that is God trying to mm -hmm. bring people in. So the one one thing we can't do is read Revelation as like there, you know, there's the people who aren't in, and we're the people who are in. Mm -hmm. We have to see everyone as being, you know, potentially mm -hmm. brought in. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, they have to make the choice in the end. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's not necessarily like in and out settled <laughs> yeah. right now. I mean, I'm not a Calvinist. Calvinists would probably say <laughs> yeah. the opposite of that, yes. but we won't go there right now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next week. No, I'm kidding. Um, but do stay tuned for next week. We are beginning our Advent series. And over the next several weeks, we will explore the gifts that Jesus brings when he comes to, um, when he was born thousands of years ago, which is sort of a interesting juxtaposition from the end. And now we're going back to the beginning. So get ready for the prequel. Here we come. 
Um, thank you for tuning in and have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Bye.